Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Since I met Rose, I... I want to look young for her. So I have been dyeing my hair, and it irritates my scalp. So I found out that mayonnaise makes it smoother and less dry. I'm self-conscious of my physical appearance because Rose is 31 years younger than me. I smell like an egg salad sandwich. But it really, really works. Plus, everybody at TLC, before the 90 days is back, we're now living in a world in which I don't think we'll ever have to go a week without 90 Day Fiance. And that's the kind of world I want to live in. You know, there are a lot of horrible, terrible, no good, very bad things happening in this country. And if all I can get to brighten my day a little bit is some crazy people who make very ignorant and terrible choices in love and romance, then here we are. I'll take it. God bless America, right? <laughs> let's let's get started with our couples. I just wanted to say, first off, that there is a guy on the show named Jeffrey, who I have made the decision to not really get, talk about. Um... There was some news that happened prior to the release of the show that stated that Jeffrey has been uh, accused of domestic violence and there have been, you know, his ex put out a restraining order against him. She said multiple restraining orders against him. That He was very physically abusive. And so I'm just not really loving it. He gave me creep vibes from the beginning and I was like, oh, is he the guy? the people were talking about and it turns out that he was so I just don't really want to give him a little a lot of credence like I certainly feel um you know I empathize with the situation of losing his son um but outside of that I just I don't really feel like he's necessary to talk about and frankly I heard rumors that they're possibly going to be phasing him out of the show so there might not be much to say to him about him anyway so with that being said, I'm going to start with Ed and Rosemarie. Um, the show kicks off in sunny San Diego and Ed, wow, he's a 54-year-old man named Big Ed. He is a like a professional fashion or whatever photographer and he says that he gave himself the name Big Ed because as we see him scoot off of a... A step stool that um, we found out that Ed is actually 4'11. Um, he was married for two years back in the day, but then cheated. Um, he had a daughter named Tiffany, and basically, since the divorce, he's been spending his life dedicated to raising his daughter. So he has not um, had a romantic relationship in 28 years. So um, those are being short. And not having a relationship in 28 years are two things that Ed and I have in common. Anyway, um, after, okay, so he met a Filipino woman named Rosemary about three months ago online. And yeah, he, we see him sending gifts, going to the shipping, uh, whatever you call it, 
UPS, you know, whatever the local version of UPS is, um, to ship things to Rosemary. He says that he has spent over $5,000, but he claims that most of that money has actually gone to shipping in order to send her different items. Uh, I think he's mentioned sending a grill for her father, um, bedding, things like that. Um, Yeah, so naturally, the family's skeptical. He claims that Rosemary has never gotten one of his gifts, even though he, I think he said that he started sending them about a month into their relationship. He says that because she's in a remote area of the Philippines, she has not gotten anything yet. Um, But he keeps sending stuff every week anyway. I don't know. Um... (sighs) Okay, how do I address this situation? First of all, I want to say that I think my recording, like, I didn't get everything. Um, There's a scene where Ed puts mayonnaise on his hair and talks about dyeing his hair, and I didn't see that at all. So I think that there were things I missed. I'm not sure if they addressed... um, how do I be sensitive about this? Ed's physical situation. He, I mean, you can look up a picture of Ed from 90 day fiance or before the 90 days and see what I'm talking about. I don't want to make fun of him because there's clearly like something going on there. Um, like I said, I'm not sure if like there was a part that I missed where they addressed it or not, but as of now, he, he looks a lot like Randall, like Lala's uh, fiance, Randall from Vanderpump rules. Maybe a slight, never mind, but he, he looks like Randall. We'll just say that. Um, so Ed goes to his mom's house. He has a dog that he absolutely adores named Teddy. And I kind of don't want to talk about Teddy because I feel like they've introduced Teddy in such a big way as being like Ed's rock over the course of like being single. And he said, you know, I can tell this dog anything, blah, blah, blah. The dog's clearly a senior dog. And so I feel like they're setting us to tell us like that Teddy's going to pass away at some point while he's in the Philippines. And I'm just very nervous about that. Um, but anyway, he goes over to his mom's house to ask if she can dog sit for Teddy while he's gone. And yeah, she, he reveals that like he actually, despite being very close to Tiffany over her whole life and she's, um, she's 29 that once she, once he told her about Rosemary and about going to the Philippines, that she is not Tiffany, his daughter has not spoken to him in a month. And so he's trying to rekindle that relationship. Um, Ed has another job with, as an interior designer and he has a coworker named Kara who is, his voice of reason she's beautiful she's smart she's kind she tells it like it is and oh sorry I think her name is Kara she tells it like it is but she's very reasonable and she's honest and she clocks everything that's going on coincidence I don't think so um she is actually half Filipino. Her mom is Filipino. So she's like asking him questions because she's been there. And she's like, oh, well, where does Rosemary live? And he told her the town. She's like, well, that's a very remote area of the Philippines. Like it's a couple hours away from the capital. And just she's like warning him of all the things that are going to happen, all the things that he's going to be exposed to. It also has, um, and they, I don't think they said what it was, but a very um, extreme skin condition in which his skin is very sensitive. He says he can only sleep on thousand thread couch sheets. And like, so his mom also brought that up. Like your creature comforts are not there. Like he said, he's sent sheets to the Philippines, but they, he says, like he said, he's, they have not received anything. So Kara and his mom are both trying to warn him, like, the creature comforts that you're used to and that you actually need for your own health are not going to be available to you in the Philippines. So you should really think about that and think about your health, if nothing else. Um, Kara asks, like, you know, she says, like, there are flying cockroaches. He's actually planning to stay with Rosemary and her sister, Maria. Now, his understanding of her living situation is that they own a store and that, Rosemary and Maria um, have bedrooms in the back of the store. And so he's planning on staying there. Um, So Carl was like, do you think that spending $5,000 in three months on somebody is normal? (laughs) He goes, 
Well, not when you say it. <laughs> it makes me so sad. Um, but then he goes on to tell Cara that Rosemary has never asked for money and he's never sent her any, any like cash. Anything he sent her is just like supplies and stuff like that. But he tells her that his sister, her sister Maria actually reached out to him a few days prior to ask for money. And then we get screenshots of these texts like, I hate to have to ask you this and please don't tell Rosemary, but like we're, the shop isn't doing well. And like, I really need money very quickly. And fortunately, um, Ed was kind of smart about it and was like, I don't understand the situation. Um, he, you know, is naturally worried that Rosemary might be in on it and like kind of using his, her sister as a, uh, you know, liaison, if you will. Um, so he tells Marie, uh, that he is not going to send her any money and that they can talk about this when he gets to the Philippines. So, um, that is the end of Ed and Rosemary for now. Uh, then we meet Avery and Ash and I'm like, I, I'm trying to decide which is my least favorite couple right off the bat. And Avery and Ash really, really shot to the top of that list. (laughs) So Avery is 32. She's from Seattle and she works as a dental assistant. She's really, you know, athletic. She's super into, uh, health and wellness, her passion is making healthy recipes like for Instagram and social media, but like infusing weed into it. So like she's making this like bean salad or whatever. And then she pulls out like a full pot leaf, like the very stereotypical pot leaves that we don't actually see in real life, like the actual leaf and like puts it on the salad. And I guess she ate it. I don't know if that like from what I from what I've heard. From what I've heard, <laughs> in, in order to get high off of like eating weed, you have to attach the weed to like a fat, like a butter or an oil or something. And that's kind of how I don't, it, it's something about the fat that like needs to digest within the weed. I don't know. I'm a good Christian girl. I don't really know these things, but I have heard my heathen friends talking about it. So I don't really know if that works in the salad, but maybe that's not the point. Anyway, she has two daughters, a 10-year-old named Scarlett that she had from a previous marriage and a two-year-old from named Silver who she had from a previous relationship. Silver's two and she actually got pregnant two months into her relationship with Silver's dad um, while having an IUD in, so... That sucks. <laughs> um, so basically, like, she and Silver's father are, were long distance, so she packed up everything, sold everything that she had, everything that she could to move two states away to be with Silver's dad and, like, try and make it work as a family. However, didn't work out. Um, so in her heartbreak, she meets Ash. Ash is from Mauritius originally, but he's living in Australia. Um he reached out to her on Instagram nine months ago via her like pot food account. And it was just like totally normal. And then she saw that he was cute and things progressed from there. Um, he's tall, dark and handsome. He's not my type at all. He gives me like Vegas guy vibes. Like, you know what I mean? Like he just seems like a guy who would love to go to Vegas and like, Love the lights and the girls with the champagne bottles with, you know, the sparklies. Like, he seems very Vegas guy, but, like, also, like, uh, intellectual Vegas guy, if you want to call it that. Because we find out that Ash is a relationship coach. (laughs) I can't imagine, like, one occupation that I would want to hear worse from a, a guy that I potentially liked, you know? relationship coach Ugh. that that to me honestly like i hear that it sounds like a man who thinks that he knows what he's doing and that he just wants to be able to tell women whatever platitudes that comes to mind at any moment so we see him i guess he's like an instagram relationship coach like talking about how uh you know when you're um harnessing all your female energy you should you should let it out and like be sexual and i i have no idea (laughs) he he sounds very strange he's got like you know the gelled hair straight up in the front 
he's making choices, man. Um, Avery is really concerned about Ash's job, but not in the way that you would think. Like, like I just said, like it would disgust me and completely turn me off, but she's worried that like, he's just telling her all the right things and that like, he has such an access to all these single women that are looking for love that like, she's just concerned about him being like a player basically. But here's, we get a screenshot of the text that he, one of the texts he sent her. And this is what it said. Morning, my love, black, uh, black heart emoji, infinity emoji, red heart emoji. I'm up and about to meditate, bunny. That's super exciting. I'll text you after my meditation, Mimi. I love you to bits, baby. Uh, winky, you know, kiss face emoji. And then the music notes emoji. <laughs> that to me sounds like a manifesto and I would want nothing, no part of it, whatever. Um, completely just gross so she meets up with her ex jared who's like a pot guy i guess he's like in the high-end pot dealer but he looks kind of like the seattle version of tim from the last season of before the 90 days like there's like just aggressive hair facial hair happening and like there's a hat that is surely hiding something maybe he saw tim last season it was like I got a weird shaped head too, man. Like I'm not going down this plane with you. Um, but they used to date. And so she's like getting advice. He's going to be her voice of reason or whatever. So like I said before, Avery's worried that Ash's job as a relationship coach. Um, but to me, here's another thing. Like I would be more concerned that like you do have access to all these women that are looking for love and yet you're single. <laughs> you you have everything that you could possibly want and then none of those women wanted you. I don't know. A question worth asking, I think. Um, so then we find out that they've been together for nine months and that Avery has broken up with him three times over the course of their relationship because according to her, she's on, he is online at all times of the day talking to his quote unquote clients. Then we have Avery meeting up with her friend, Jen, who asks like, why, you know, because Avery is a single mom and she's got two kids and this is going to be like a big financial uh, strain on her to go all the way to Australia for an extended period of time. So her friend Jen asks, like, why, you know, did you guys consider having Ash come to America? So she tells him at, excuse me, she tells Jen, Avery tells Jen that they tried to get him over here and that his visa was denied and that his reasoning was that he had had a prior bankruptcy, but she does not know that for sure. Uh, Avery then Jen's husband is also there. So she tells Jen's husband that one day, uh, this was kind of a confusing story that like, what it sounded like is that he had a bunch of pictures of Avery on social media that she looked one day and all those pictures had been deleted, but it sounded like he had taken pictures of several women and that the only ones that had been deleted from his social media were of Avery. So she felt like he was trying to, you know, deny her existence and the fact that he has a girlfriend, all of that. And she also said that he, um, that there was a point where I guess he had, he, there was an opportunity where a woman had like kind of hinted at whether or not he had a girlfriend like was trying to find out and then he didn't bring it up and his excuse was like he just didn't feel like it was a necessary thing to talk about which I guess I don't know um then okay so in in terms of the pictures so she calls him and is like asking why are all my pictures deleted and he told her he had been hacked and that he had sent her screenshots of the emails that he had received uh, talking about how his account had been hacked and blah, blah, blah. So that was satisfactory enough for her. Then we get Avery uh, walking to hot yoga and Ash calls and, you know, tell, texts her rather and asks her to call him. So she FaceTimes him and then we find out that... Um, Ash has a 10 year old son named Taj. He, I, Ash is very close with his former, I don't think they were married, but he's very close with Taj's mom. And they're actually Avery and 
Asher thinking like, if everything goes well, then we eventually would like to move to Australia, both Taj and Ash. So Avery as a mother is asking the right questions. Like, will I get to meet this mother? Like, are things going to go well? And he says like, he's really trying to make it happen so that he can meet that they can meet the mom and Avery. And she's like, well, doesn't she feel some type of way about him? You know, your, her child moving across the country, not country across the world, really. And he was like, well, you know, but it will be a challenge for her, but, She'll be fine. Like, okay, well, that's also very weird. Um, so, yeah, like I said, skipping Jeffrey. Okay, so now we're going to my second worst couple, Lisa and Usman. Lisa is 52. She's from York, Pennsylvania. Um, we're introduced to Lisa by watching her, quote-unquote, recapture her youth by getting a full body wax for her Nigerian boyfriend, Usman. Who's 30. Um, she's been divorced for four years and is a hospice caregiver. There are a lot of like something about the like hospice care and like in-home nursing sector of the world is really attracted to these like 90 day fiance love after lockup type situations. And I just wonder like what the correlation is. There's a lot of like home health aids, like, are y'all not receiving love? Like, what's what's happening here? What's what's the backstory? Um, so she's been talking to Usman for two years now. They love to be very horny on FaceTime, so that was disgusting. Um, we see a scene of her walking around in a white silk robe that ends about 15 centimeters past her birth canal. And she tells us that Usman told her that he is a Nigerian celebrity slash musician by the name of Soja Boy. S-O-J-A Boy. Soja Boy. Ever heard of it, ladies? <laughs> He's written a song by her about her creatively titled I Love You. I wouldn't call what he did singing, but he did emote while talking, so I guess that's something. His hmm, how would I describe what mm, it's like if like if Drake like when Drake sings instead of rapping, it's kind of like that. Like there's a hip hop element to it, but I, it's it's mostly singing. It's not really rap. Um, so Lisa has extreme jealousy issues because of her past relationship, her past marriage. And this is coming out on Usman head on. Like Angela and Michael 2.0. Lisa still also got that like, you know, scratchy, scratchy marble, scratchy marble pearl voice. I can't even say it, but she's from the North. So I can't even do like a good Southern accent about her, but like, this is very much the first season, Angela and Michael, where she's incredibly jealous of any woman that Usman is even like breathing the same air as it's, it's actually more extreme. Like, then Angela and Michael, she gives Angela a run for her money. So let's continue. Lisa basically spends her day finding any woman. She combs through all of Usman's social medias, his Facebook, his Instagram, anything that she could find. And if she sees even a hint of a heart eye emoji or a compliment Anything at all that would be considered too much for little Usman's eyes, she will voice to text him immediately and accost him basically. Who is this woman? Um, you need to tell her that she, you know, that you're taken and that you have a girlfriend or fiance and you need to tighten it up. She actually used that phrase, tighten up, get real. Get real. Lisa, again, we see her in an outfit that I've never seen before. She's about to FaceTime with Usman. It's like a, like a one piece short romper, but it's got like a, 
like a flowy situation at the bottom. So it's kind of like a maxi dress, maxi skirt, but they're shorts. But it's like a, there's like a train behind it. And the top is like a white crocheted situation. Lisa has that body that like every woman who yells in Walmart has. Like she's very like barrel bodied, but she's like long skinny legs. Like she carries all her weight on top. Like she's not necessarily large chested, but just like she's built like a barrel on top. You all know what I mean? And the skinny legs, and they think that they're like, these are like, my legs are hot because I've got these really strong calves because I'm so top heavy. Very Humpty Dumpty. This is mean. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Y'all know what I mean. Anyway. Um, so she's FaceTiming Usman, and this is where things get really crazy. <sighs> wow. She FaceTimes him about the impending trip to Nigeria, and he's like, I can't wait to touch, kiss, and slap you. Pardon? Excuse me? (laughs) Then he goes even further and says that the kiss is for the love, and the slap is for all the drama that she's given him. So I don't think that there's any um, language barrier here. Seems very clear that he intends on... And putting his hands on her. And she makes a face like, uh, like, don't say that. Like, it sounds like he said that before. And she made the face like, oh, he said something in front of the cameras that he shouldn't have. And that was really dark. Baby, you don't have to run across the world to find a man who's threatening to slap you. Is there a man in in Pennsylvania? Pennsylvania is a big state, girl. <laughs> this is this is not the path that you have to go down. Ugh, my goodness. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. As we all know... When it comes to everyone's business, I like to mention it all, but when it comes to mine, I like to keep things a little bit closer to the chest. But that method doesn't always work when it comes to your mental health, and we all need a way to purge and get it out. Therapy is a safe space to do that and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down by learning positive coping skills and all the tools you need to help you be the best version of yourself. BetterHelp is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So you can just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash everyone's business today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash everyone's business. Then we get more of the jealousy stuff. She's like, I want to visit the studio. And Usman's like, yeah, yeah, definitely visit the studio. I don't know if she thinks that, like, every music studio comes with, like, built-in sluts to take your man. But this is seems to be what she's thinking is going to happen. Because she wants to basically, like, she doesn't care about his music. She just wants to see if there are any ladies of the studio that she can yell at. Um, then she goes on to say that she wants to get married as soon as possible so that everybody knows that he has a wife because, you know, that always works. Usman is worth noting it's Muslim and she's concerned because 
his mom wanted him to marry a Nigerian Muslim. And she... <laughs> I forgot that he said this. Usman also said, my mom is concerned that you're going to sell me down into slavery. <laughs> Could we have, like, maybe edited this out for the sake of... Uh, of <laughs> Black History Month? I mean, we still got a few days left, y'all. Wow. 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 Okay, so then, but then Usman says, like, I think if you just buy her a goat, she'll be okay. <laughs> Lisa meets up with her friends, uh, Rocky and Kathy, and she has not really told them the whole situation with Usman. Then she tells them, Kathy asks, well, what does he do? And she says, he's a celebrity, which makes them laugh immediately. Because wouldn't it with you, like, what does that mean he's a celebrity? So she tells him them that, um, that he's a musician. Oh, Lord. And that his name is Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy. She keeps pronouncing it Soldier Boy. Which is not how you would pronounce Soja. Kathy rightfully asked, isn't there another soldier boy out here anyway already? And she's like, yes, I know this, blah, blah, blah. So then Lisa tells them all about the music video for the song he wrote her, like, again, told you cleverly titled, I love you, and how there was a woman hired to play Lisa in the video. The clips that we see... Lisa's really pissed, of course, because she feels like Usman should have just like, if he couldn't have her in the video, that he should have just <laughs> had what she calls a ghost or a shadow of her appearing in his vision in the video. Like he can't even have a woman in his video. And the clips that we see, like it, it's worth noting that that he's Nigerian Muslim. This woman is clearly Muslim. Like she's wearing a headscarf. She's not like in a hijab or anything, but like she's wearing very conservative clothing. It's like modern, but conservative, like jeans, a long sleeve, like button down jean shirt and a top under that. Like she is very well covered in the clips. They're, we're, they're not even touching the like far away shots of like her and him looking at her longingly. And there's one clip of them where they're like in the same shot, but like she's sitting on like a bench or like a ledge or something. And he's like rapping at her from like 15 feet away. Like they're not even touching. It's not like an American video where she's like grinding on him in a bathtub. Like it's the most innocent <laughs> clips that I've ever seen and I have to imagine like if if it got more salacious than that then they would have shown it but it looked like it could have easily been in like a Christian music video block like there was nothing wrong with it whatever so whatsoever so then she tells us that she was so angry that he the director wanted this woman that she like accosted Usman into basically going back and telling the director that he had to take all of the clips of the woman out of the music video. Or are you ready for this? Lisa was going to threaten to no longer acknowledge that the video was about her. I hope you guys can hear this ambulance. It's coming for Lisa the ambulance for her like all we're all crying that you're no longer going to acknowledge this poor idiot's music video in public to all your friends in york pennsylvania <laughs> like girl then she goes on to say that she when she gets to nigeria that she's basically just going to colonize the shit out of his romantic relationships or any relationship that he has with a woman and that she is planning on taking over his career and like taking charge in order to make sure that there are no women in his life and in his orbit whatsoever. I cannot believe that she is not hearing herself. You're spending your whole day tracking down this dude and text messaging him about who's this chick, who's that chick. You're planning on getting married because you want everybody to know that he's married. You're going to take over his career so that he doesn't cheat on you. Keep in mind, he's not cheated on her as far as we know. Like, he's flirtatious 
I, to whatever degree she calls flirtation, I have a feeling that he's not really being that bad and that any communication that he has with another woman is like against law, according to Princess Lisa. Um, so this is crazy to me. So then rather than like being like, Hey Lisa, you sound like a really possessive nightmare. Maybe you should consider how unhealthy this relationship is. Of course, her friends are like, so can you tell us like where in Nigeria that you're going? And as soon as she tells them, they're like, uh, well, let's Google this. And Kathy finds out that there is all this violence and, you know, murders and things like that. Things that happen everywhere. But they do make a fair point in saying that she would be a little bit more of a target because she's white in an African country and that they might just, there might be people that just assume that she's rich because she's there and might want to take advantage of that. I don't know. I can't imagine that like a bunch of people, I mean, Nigeria is a developed enough country that like they're not going to be stealing from a woman who is on camera who's got camera crews following her. This isn't like when they were in uh, Brazil with Paul and Carini and like the people were just holding handheld cameras and, you know, and then they got, <laughs> do you remember that? When Paul basically got stiffed for his, his uh, cell phone because he, he tried to run away in one of his little manic episodes and then he got uh, mugged on camera. <laughs> With a bunch of people with machetes. Oh, my God. What a gem. Anyway. Um, so that was basically it with Lisa and Usman. And then we're going to go to... <sighs> I think I'm going to go to Yolanda and Williams. Yolanda is a super cute woman. She's 51, African-American woman. She's a gorgeous lady. Beautiful, truly. And she lives in Las Vegas. She describes herself as a go-getter. Um, that she used to be over 300 pounds, but she has since lost about 150 or more than half of her body weight. She was married to a man named Dwayne, and they had six kids. They were married for over 30 years, but he had some issues with his kidneys, and that caused him to pass away early. Um, her kids, or their kids, rather, are age range 17 to 29. Um, one girl's name is Kara, and there are five others, and that's really all you need to know. Kara and Yolanda have a business together where they go to, like, thrift stores and things and basically they resell the finds that they find in like the thrift stores um so they're very close and basically Yolanda has not told all of her kids about the situation with Williams and that um he that she's going to England so he's from Manchester and he's 40 but she has told Kara and Actually, okay, so it's worth mentioning that she did say that because we get scenes of them having dinner, all the kids having dinner with Yolanda, and she says that obviously they know that she's filming something because the cameras are there, but they think that this is about her weight loss journey. Um, so like Avery, Yolanda's easily wooed by like emojis and like overly emotive text messages and asks how you cannot fall in love with somebody who puts a rose next to your name. You hear that pause? Easily. Excuse me, not falling in love again. Ooh, easy. There we go. One more time. Not wooed. Okay. <laughs> pretty, pretty easy, Yolanda. I, I don't know. Um, but I think it's worth stating that I am going to roast the hell out of Yolanda, but I do want to just put this on record as saying as a disclaimer that I think that Yolanda, I think this issue, the situation with Yolanda is very sad. She's clearly going through tremendous heartbreak from losing like her husband of 30 years. And she's clearly was looking for something and so it's it's very easy to find yourself in a situation like that. I totally, totally get it. And I think that this man is clearly catfishing her. And I think it's gross and disgusting that he would take advantage of a widow like this or anybody, but especially somebody who's in such a 
vulnerable position in terms of her emotions. I actually think this is really gross. With that being said, I think Yolanda has six kids that are millennials and Gen Zers that could clearly be telling her that this is not the right thing to be doing. And they are. Thank God for Kara again. Once again, two Karas saving the day on the show. And I could not believe it. What a blessing. What a blessing these people have to have Karas in their life. Um, so Yolanda has lied about her age. She's 51, but she told Williams, and his name is Williams. And then I think that's, you know, there are a lot of weird names in this world, but I think, have you ever met a person named Williams? Like a person born after 1851? Like that to me would be enough. Like he just saw a name and just was like, oh, uh, like he saw Sherwin Williams paint can and was like, oh, my name is Williams. That enough would be enough for me to think that he's catfishing. But anyway. She told him that she was actually 45 and not 51. And William's response was, oh, I didn't think you were that old. So now she doesn't want to tell him how old she really is until she gets to Manchester. (sighs) Fortunately, Kara is bullied her way and has forced her way to go and meet this guy. She's, she's going to Manchester just to make sure everything is on the up and up with Williams, which of course they're not going to be. I don't know. I mean, sometimes on 90 day fiance, they really make it seem like somebody's a catfish and that they're like truly fake people. And like, we see the pictures of Williams. He's like, uh, he looks like maybe middle Eastern and, He's very built. He's very, like, UFC-type body, 12-pack, large, really extremely built guy. Um, So this is where the bullshit starts happening. So first, Williams was, like, again, another Vegas guy, really wanted to come visit uh, Yolanda in Vegas because he heard about it and always wanted to go. But he tells her that he was like a couple hundred dollars short from for the plane ticket. And so, again, another smart move on Yolanda's part. One smart move on Yolanda's part. She says, okay, I'm not going to give you the money for the ticket. I'm just going to go to Manchester instead because I can afford to go there. And that she would rather put money towards it than like just give him money, blah, blah, blah. She's hoping she's hoping that if all goes well during her trip to Manchester, that he's going to propose. Whew, okay. Um, so she and Kara go online to go search for flights and hotels. But Yolanda's a little bit confused because Williams told her to fly into London despite living in Manchester. I've never been to England, but I knew it was quite far away. And I Googled it, and it's 163 miles away, according to Google, the distance between London and Manchester. So she calls Williams, who tells her to fly into London. And like I said, even though I've never been there, I know that there are two airports in in London, Heathrow and Gatwick. So neither of them are called London. I mean, Heathrow, London. But like, you would have to be specific about which which, uh, airport you want her to go to. So he tells her to come to London, but that he, she's like, well, what's the name of the airport? And he was like, I don't know, London, I'll text you later. So Kara's like stressed out about the situation and her mom being taken advantage of. And so like, she tries to start to steer the conversation towards like, is this real or not? Then we get a text from Williams. He texts her and says, I'll pick you up in London and then we'll take a train to Manchester, which is about two hours away. Um, And then she was, Yolanda texts back and says, well, why do you want me to fly into London if you actually live in Manchester? And he goes, okay, we'll just fly into Manchester then. And I'll just pick you up from there. And so then she's like, okay, well, what's the name of the airport? And he says, ASP Manchester LTD, which I Googled and I encourage you guys to Google it. It looks like um, an apartment building. It looks like two apartment buildings and like the Google street maps or whatever, two apartment buildings and there's a car in front of it. So I Googled like the distance between that address and Oh, and also, you know how, like, if you look on Google, it'll say, it'll give you, like, a little description. So, like, if you're looking up a restaurant, let's say, it'll say, like, it'll give the little 
information section that says like, oh, this restaurant, it's an Italian restaurant. It's at this address. It's the phone number, blah, blah, blah. Here's the, the maps. You can click on the maps on the side. So I look at it and it says like the description is, okay, again, ASP Manchester LTD. If you look, it says International Airport in Wythenshaw, England. There's only one review of it and it's one five-star review. And there's no thing. So if you're going to look up an airport, an international airport, for damn sure there are going to be thousands of reviews about the airport, not just one. Um, it really, I mean, this really just looks like a cul-de-sac. So like, I don't know if he lives there and gave her his address there. I hope not that they didn't say this, but this is clearly a residential area. Um, but like I said, I Googled the distance between this address and the Manchester airport, which is it's about like a 10 minute drive from the actual airport. Hi, I'm Daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter. It's innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Um, so they're looking on, like, you know, tra Travelocity or whatever, and Kara's like, I can't see an airport that has matches that name at all. So Yolanda calls Williams back and he doesn't answer, even though he's just been texting her like just right then. So she gets embarrassed because Kara, you know, she's like, well, Kara was already skeptical. And this wasn't the conversation that I would want to have that like makes it seem even more like he's sketchy. So she was like, okay, well, I'll, I'm just going to call him tomorrow and figure out and like try to ask the real questions. And that was the end of Yolanda and Williams. Okay. So then we get our girl, Darcy. She's back. Darcy Silva has arrived on her screens again. She's in, you know, the extensions are popping. She's in a high ponytail clearly she's wearing white she's in a wedding dress as she's wont to do with a high ponytail with a velvet black scrunchie on top of her head and i couldn't be happier naturally we know that she's not engaged so you know looking at uh wedding dresses are a choice that miss darcy's made and i love her for it frankly we get a highlight of all of her romantic failures from Jesse in Amsterdam, who she cut on the bias, and English Tom, who was supposed to be her James Bond, but who ended up being kind of like a chubby asshole, to be honest. Um, we... <laughs> I forgot about this. We get the clip of Tom giving her the key to his home at the end of her trip to England to go visit him but like remember <laughs> that he did not let her step one foot inside his home she doesn't even know where that house is the poor idiot she he gave her a key in a box that looked like something that would belong to like the Harry Potter realm and was like here's the key to my apartment or to my house you can come in anytime you want but I know you're about to leave to the airport <laughs> And you have no idea where I live because he rented an Airbnb for the entirety of her stay and didn't even want to sleep in the same bed with her. He gave her the be <laughs> the bedroom that was in like the basement of the building or the um, house and was like, oh, 
you know, like, we'll just sleep separately. And then she cried and cried and said, I don't want to sleep alone, Tom. Like, I don't want to sleep alone. And so she bullied him into sleeping in the bed and, like, having making him have sex with her. <laughs> Remember? So she doesn't even know where he lives. He's such a freaking liar. And all this came out, um, like, kind of during and towards the end of the season where, like, Tom had been posting pictures of like his quote unquote his in quotes lavish lifestyle um but then people all these people came out and said oh no this was my picture that he stole this is my picture it was like actually rich people so he would do those like douchey like oh i'm in dubai today and take a picture of like whatever stupid rolex watch that he had on his wrist and like you know by the by the water drinking eating breakfast whatever but they weren't his pictures they're like stealing pictures from like (laughs) rich kids of instagram basically pictures of like islands and and jets and shit so this whole life and this idea that tom was like an international wealthy player man about town like traveling the country being in the world being this like fashion guy was like a total farce but they don't get into it yet this this episode um we just get a scene of darcy and twin stacy so she stacy comes out of the dressing room and she's also wearing a wedding dress and we turn turns out that they're um trying to find outfits for their clothing line house of 11. So Darcy and Stacy then go to lunch or whatever. They're wearing matching high ponytails with those extensions that don't look like they've been brushed in since they were installed. And they're also wearing those like creepy orange shades. Like it was like a light orange peach shade sunglasses they look like total weirdos, like child molesters. And they're talking and <sighs> the lip fillers are bursting out. So Darcy's telling Stacy that like they basically catching us all up on what happened to their relationship. So at the end of last season, she gets a FaceTime call with Tom who basically dumps her right when she comes back to America talking about like how distant they've been since she got back and like how things aren't the same so they broke out or he dumped her and then when he came to New York for the tell-all slash when he realized that he could be on TV again he they decided to get back together but then things are kind of rocky now and that it was her birthday last week And that he didn't do anything but just send her a text, just like a happy birthday text. So she's, she says she's like being cautious, but we all know that she's not. Um, And then he also texted her wanting to FaceTime. Obviously, he knows that filming is about to go on. So, of course, he wants to talk to her, right? Like, duh. Oh, boy, boy. He says that he wants to tell her something, but we don't see Darcy um, anymore. So I hope everybody is really excited about the season. I'm really excited. We did not see the uh, lesbian couple, the girl, woman, woman couple. I'm excited for that. Um, I'm hoping that we get an answer on as to whether or not Jeffrey is actually going to be featured for the rest of the season or not. Looks like Rosemary is Rosemary is going to be a real disaster, and I'm excited about that. And I'm just very interested in finding out what happens with Yolanda and Williams and slightly Avery and Ash, even though I think they're both ash holes. <laughs> um, anyway, you guys, I will be back next week with episode two recap. Hope you guys have a lovely week. I will catch you later. Thank you for listening. Thank me for speaking. 